Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, and you're listening to episode 48. I am so excited to share this episode with you because I'm joined by Callie Ammons, and she and I are discussing one of my favorite passions, the Enneagram. Callie Ammons is a type 3 Enneagram life coach who seeks to help women live with intention every single day. Callie went on her own journey to understand who she was at her core and who God made her to be. She realized that she often felt stuck and didn't know how to move forward, but it was due to a lack of awareness and mindset gaps. Living in Colorado Springs, she is now building a movement around the Enneagram and intentionality. Her mission is to help women be proud of the life they're living every day by taking control of themselves. She fully believes that Jesus died for our freedom, and it's a waste if we aren't living in that each day. She challenges the normal thought patterns of the world and has created a massive community around helping women live intentionally through God's word and Enneagram wisdom. Today, we're talking all about what the Enneagram is and how knowing your type and understanding your various strengths and weaknesses can lead to running a better business. This is absolutely, hands down, one of my favorite conversations ever. So let's not wait any longer. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, You aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Are you tired of slow starts to your days, of feeling like your tasks are scattered all over the place, of never knowing what to work on and when? Being an entrepreneur is great, but sometimes when we feel overwhelmed by everything on our plates, it can be really easy to start missing the times when we used to have someone to tell us what to do and what to work on. Lucky for you, I've got exactly what you need, a batch schedule. I talk a lot about batch schedules and how necessary they are for running a business efficiently and simply. In fact, it's one of the main components in my signature process, the three B's. A batch schedule is that boss telling you what to work on and when once you've got it all set up. I created a Trello template with my entire batch schedule, daily categories, and the tasks that I work on within each category. Available for you to get your hands on for only $7. You can grab it for yourself at amandawarfield.com forward slash podcast workflow. Again, head to amandawarfield.com forward slash podcast workflow to swipe my entire weekly workflow for yourself for just $7. Hit pause, get your hands on it, and simplify your weekly schedule.
And then, of course, you can jump right back into this awesome episode. Callie, I am so excited for this episode. This is one of my favorite topics, and I'm just so pumped to bring it into the business world a little bit more. But before we begin, I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell everyone what it is you do and who you are and who you serve. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so pumped for this conversation too. When I was reading your outline, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) So my name is Callie Ammons. I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado with my husband. We've been here for four months and we're loving the mountain life. It's so awesome. And what I do is I'm an Enneagram life coach. And what that looks like is I spend a lot of time helping people figure out their type and more importantly, figuring out how the Enneagram actually applies to our day-to-day life so that we can thrive. And so I do that through the form of a membership that I have a lot of people in there where we're just growing ourselves. This is huge community of women who want to become more like Jesus and understand ourselves through our Enneagram type. So in short, that's what I do. I do podcasting, all the fun social media things as well. And I love it. It's been awesome. Okay, so if there's anyone who doesn't know what the Enneagram is, can you give us a quick rundown of what it is and just a tiny bit about each type? Absolutely. So the Enneagram is basically a nine type personality assessment. And so like you've probably heard of Myers-Briggs or Strength Finders, these different like tests you can take to figure out who you are. And the Enneagram is similar in that, like it's in that camp, but it's different in the fact that it really focuses on your internal world, meaning why do we do what we do? So Amanda and I could both be super outgoing. We love helping people. We run businesses that help people, but her and I can be completely motivated for different reasons to do that because of our Enneagram type, which is what that internal motivation is. So there's nine types, um, which you just mentioned, and those nine types are the type one is called the perfectionist. The type two is the helper. The type three is the achiever. The four is the individualist. Type five is the thinker or investigator. Type six is the loyalist. Type seven is the enthusiast, eight is the challenger, and then nine is the peacemaker. So that is just like quick title for them all. And it goes so much deeper than just those titles. If if you hear that and you're like, ooh, I'm a perfectionist, like I might be that person. You could be a one, you could be someone else who's just really high driven and has perfectionist tendencies. And so how you figure out your type is you really just educate yourself about each Enneagram type and you'll resonate with that core motivation, meaning why each person does what they do. And so I'm a type three on the Enneagram, the achiever. And that person is really motivated by success and not failing. And you can see how that can be a good thing sometimes and a terrible thing sometimes. So that's the beautiful thing about the Enneagram is we see these healthy traits in each type in unhealthy traits. And that's the deep work that I'm like doing in my membership. I'm coaching people through is helping us move towards the healthy side because it's so easy to just live in like this stereotypical, like what our natural default is. Like a type three can really be a workaholic. Like that's something I've had to like intentionally really put healthy boundaries in my life to work past because it's my default. It's easy, but that's not the healthiest place to live. So that's a quick overview of what it is. Was that good? Did that make sense? Yeah. For everyone listening, I'm so impressed because she just rattled all of those off from me. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I've spoken about this so many times. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's ingrained in there. <laughs> that's amazing. So do you have a favorite resource where the listeners, if they don't know what they're type is, they could go check out. 
Yeah. So honestly, I am like biased towards podcasts. I just think listening to someone teach who's educated is easier than reading because we like just misinterpret things. So with that, I have a podcast called Living Enneagram. Ian Cron has an incredible podcast called Typology or Suzanne Stabile, search her name. She has an incredible podcast as well. There's so many great Enneagram podcasts, but just when you hear either interviews of people's stories or you hear a certified coach really explaining the depths of it, it just clicks differently and helps you understand, oh, that's what this means. And so you, that's a great place to start. Okay. And we'll link all of those in the show notes, guys, so that you can uh, check that out and figure out what your type is if you don't know. But I highly recommend just figuring it out. I don't, I don't know. For me, and ones really like to label things and box things in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I love putting boxes. I love typing people, which I know is like the worst thing you can do. Right? But <laughs> I love it. I love doing it. And I have even, this is so silly and I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I've typed my cats, which is weird. Awesome. I what are their types? I have to ask you, how many cats do you have, Amanda? Just two. Okay. What I are their types? <laughs> so what did we decide? We decided that Padme, who you all know, is a four. <laughs> <laughs> the emotions up I mean, and down. Yes. All the time. <laughs> She's always feeling something. And then we decided Jasper was a six. That's awesome. That is, I think like in movies, I type people all yeah. the time. Like it's hard for me not to, or yeah, just like funny things like that. And what Amanda's saying is it's, they say not to type people with the Enneagram because we don't know each other's internal world. And so you don't want to label someone, but it is a fun thing to notice people's behaviors or movies or shows or something just to be like, oh wow, that's so, that is such like type four behaviors. Yeah. And I enjoy it because it helps me to put myself in someone else's shoes mm. a lot easier. Yeah. That's because good. as a one, I have that like strict moral compass. Yeah. And that is a, it can be a negative quality for sure. Totally. And so I like, I don't know. I like being able to think, okay, this is how they are as a person. Yeah. And this is why they're doing what they're doing. And yeah. it just makes it easier for me to be more empathetic and compassionate towards others. Totally. And I feel like if you're not, like if you're walking up to someone and you're like, Callie, you're such a type eight, like that's probably extreme labeling, but I agree. It's in your mind. If it helps you to understand someone's emotions, or I've had like family members, who aren't into the Enneagram at all. And that's totally fine. But I've done the same where it's just, okay, their behaviors look very type nine-ish or type four-ish. And it does help me navigate, oh, me talking to them all the time and pushing for them to talk to me more is probably shutting them down. And so I should shut up and stop pushing. So I get that. I think that's there's a healthy way to do it where you're not like completely labeling people, but you're using it in a way like you're saying to be empathetic and compassionate to know how to treat someone. So that's awesome. So swinging this around to more of a business aspect, what are some trends that you've seen within each type and how they run their businesses? Oh my word. Okay. Do you want me to go through all nine or just do you want me to dive deep into each one with the trends? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Or I can even like group some, maybe I'll do that in the triad. So there's a thing called triads. There's the gut triad, the head triad, and the heart triad. The gut is types eights, nines, and ones. And 
this is amazing. So I'm actually getting business coaching from a type eight and the way she is so in tune with her gut reactions is incredible. That's why I'm getting coaching from her because I'm working on that weakness. So a trend for them is they listen to their gut. So Amanda and I could be like, actually you're in that triad, Amanda. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious if you resonate with this, but we might run our businesses completely different because I'm going to go off of facts and logic and what makes sense emotionally to me. But if it doesn't feel right, it's easy for me just to push through that and stick to the facts where sometimes like that intuition that God put in us is incredible. And there's you guys listening have probably had times where you didn't listen to your gut and you knew you should have. You didn't have logic to explain it, but something was telling you like, this isn't right. I shouldn't make this decision. So that's a huge trend that can be positive or negative is type eights, nines, and ones who are really in tune with their gut. Incredible business leaders when they listen to that and play into that intuition because it surpasses logic sometimes. And then the downside is if they've suppressed that and haven't been practicing listening to their intuition, um, they lose touch with it. And so they might get so caught up in like comparison or what everyone's teaching that you should be doing in your business, which is having their business suffer because they're not listening to their gut. I'm so curious. Do you like, do you feel like you lead with your intuition? Yeah, actually, I just had last night, my husband's an eight, so he's also in this same triad. But last night, we were having a conversation. I was considering hiring out outsourcing editing for the podcast because I've done it at this point for so long that I'm just over it. And my gut was like, yes, it's time. Let's do it. And then my husband is throwing out, he's a math major, very logical, (laughs) even though he's in the gut triad and he's throwing out all of these facts and these numbers and why maybe it's not the best time. And I was just like, I hear you, but no, I'm going to do this. (laughs) My gut says to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That is such a good example. And it's, it sounds crazy sometimes. I think that's the thing that's hard is like looking at the logic. You're like, yeah, it doesn't make complete sense, but something in me is telling me I have to do this. So yeah, that's the gut triad. The heart triad is type twos, threes, and fours. So that's the one I'm in, which means we just lead with our heart. Our emotions can really take over. And what I see for business owners who are twos, threes, and fours is we can just get so caught up in like our image or people pleasing or caring so much what people think. So twos, threes, and fours, especially in the online space, have a really hard time taking criticism if they're not healthy. Like that is some deep work I've had to do and still am doing. It's just, you can have a hundred great comments, but like the one rude person, it's let me go cry for a week. (laughs) Like it just destroys them. And so that's where that can be a negative trend, but a positive trend is those leaders really know how to lead with their heart and connect with people on such an empathetic and emotional level. And in business, you want people to connect with you emotionally. That's what marketing is. As someone feels like an emotional pain point or something that makes them want to buy because you're going to solve a problem for them. So it's incredible when it's used in a healthy and the right way. And it's not manipulation when it's truly being used in a way to serve that person and help them overcome some barrier that you can help them overcome. But growing that thick skin is the work that twos, threes, and fours have to do. So then that takes us to type five, six, and seven, which is the head triad. That is my husband's triad. He's a type five. And it's so fascinating watching how he runs his business compared to mine, like so different. But 
what is awesome is like, they're super logical. So they really think through everything 10 times over and they make very calculated decisions. And so that can be great because sometimes we need to lean into that, like the logic of it where it's okay. These numbers don't make sense in my business. I should make this other decision because of logic. And that's where five, sixes and sevens, I would just say are a lot more grounded. They're practical. I know a mutual friend that we have is Elizabeth McCravey and she's a type six. I love her. Like, and I love her podcast. It's so strategic and so practical in everything that she teaches. So that's an example of someone that is in the head triad where you're just, you're going to see that they're so grounded as well. And the cool theme with all of these triads I just went through is it doesn't mean that I can't access my gut or I can't access my head or a man that can't access her heart, but it's this deep work of just being aware of, okay, these are my natural tendencies and these are ways I can grow in. Like I mentioned, I'm working on growing my gut. We can grow in that. And that makes you a well-rounded business owner when you just continue to pull from all three of those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so fascinating. Also, <laughs> For anyone who wants more of Elizabeth, she was on episode 29. So y'all should go back and check that out. We talked about the early years of entrepreneurship and what that looked like from her, which will be really interesting because Callie and I are going to get into a little bit of that too. So you can see two different triads and how that has manifested out, yeah. businesses. That's really cool. Okay. So I'm curious because you're three. So what your wing is in the same triad as your yeah. main and mine is awesome. No, actually mine's not. I'm a liar. My I'm a wing too. So my, okay. yeah. So have you seen any trends with that? Is that ever something that affects the way we make decisions? For if your wing is in the same triad versus not, I should simplify. Yeah, that. absolutely. Really good question. So for anyone who's what the heck are wings, wings are the two numbers that surround your main Enneagram type. So Amanda's a one. So she could either wing to a type nine or to a type two. And she just said she wings to a two. I'm a three. I wing to a two as well, but I could wing to a four. So this is the cool thing. We can also grow in utilizing both of our wings. So some people will see like at home, they might access their four wing where at work, they really lean into their two wing. So Amanda's question was asking like, basically like what happens when you're dipping into the two different triads? So Amanda is in the gut triad primarily, and then also has access to the feeling. So yeah, Amanda as a one wing two, you're going to look so different as another business owner who is a one wing nine, because you're going to tap into those emotions more. You probably have a little bit more empathy in the way you lead and you do naturally connect with people on that level. Twos are very very charismatic. Like they're really good at connecting with people and making you feel like you're their best friend all the time. And so you probably lean into that, into your business. And so it's not necessarily like a good or bad thing. If you're, if you're leaning into two different triads, I mean, if anything, it's a good thing when we're aware of it and you see how to utilize both of those strengths. And it's really beneficial to use our wings. So like me as a wing two, I am so people oriented versus a three wing four is going to be a little bit more withdrawn and like in their head. And that's something I've been trying to grow in as well as, okay, I don't have to be so face mount people focus all the time, but it has been an incredible thing that like people feel so warm and connected to me all the time. Literally get this comment. And I'm curious if you do, since you lean to your two, I get this comment all the time where people are like, oh my gosh, if we were together in person, like we would be best friends, like best friends. I hear that all the time. And I'm like, that's great. That's what I'm going for. 
but it's because I know it's my personality type. It's that three wing two, just naturally making people feel so warm and connected. So yeah, that is, I'm glad you brought up the wings because that's powerful to know your wing and to see how that plays into your business and the way you run it and maybe a way that you could even tap into it more. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is so fascinating. I love this. So I know that when you first started your business, something you struggled with was trying to do all the things. Can you speak to that a little bit and why that was especially a struggle for you? Yeah, totally. So as a type three, I'm an achiever and I love learning for the sake of success. So I've almost had to cut back, but like I listen to podcasts on two speed. I listen to 10 episodes a day, not even being dramatic, like just consuming so much content, reading so many books, getting my hands on anything and everything. And what's great about that is I think there's so much power in us always being students like of life. Like as long as we're growing ourselves, we're always going to be growing our businesses, our relationships, everything. But I had taken it to this extreme where and Amanda, you're going to get this too. It's you can look at so many different entrepreneurs and their story where one person is like, you have to be using Facebook because that's what grew their business. Then the next person's like, you have to show up on Instagram stories every day because that's what grew their business. And you hear all these 10 different perspectives and they're correct because that's their path and that's what worked for them. And so what happened is I'm consuming all this content. I'm learning. I'm this new entrepreneur that's just so ready to do anything that anyone tells me to do. And type threes take so much action. So I was taking action on anything and everything. It was like, okay, we're doing all the social media platforms. I'm showing up 24 seven. I'm making like five new pieces of content every day, which is freaking ridiculous. And, it's, and I'm coming out with programs. I counted like how many different like services and products I came out with just within a year. And I was like, holy crap, like this is insane. But what I was doing is I was just, I was trying to find my theme And I just mentioned earlier that twos, threes, and fours can really get caught up with the emotions and comparison sometimes. And that would happen. I would look at someone else and be like, oh, wow, she just launched a really successful course. And it was decent, but I think I could do better. And not like in this arrogant way. It was just like, I think I can do that. But just because someone else was successful didn't mean that's what I had to do. And I really struggled with that discernment. So that was the heart behind it of why I was like jumping into everything. And I didn't realize how much I say it was hurting my brand, but at the same time, I really did learn a lot through it. Like I've learned a ton of skills and I've learned how not to do that now. So I don't necessarily regret it. Yeah. Maybe I would have done things different, but I've learned from it. And what's so fascinating is that some of you probably, when Callie started talking about that, were like, oh yeah, me too. I do the same thing with learning. And you were like, maybe I'm a three, but I do the exact same thing. I had the exact same problem. I talk about this in episode 23, stop listening to all the gurus. But what the Enneagram comes down to is that, like Callie said earlier, it's about your inner world. And so we may have done the same thing and had really similar experiences, but our motivations for why we were binging all the content were different. I know for me, it was, I need to know everything I can so that I don't do it wrong because one's Mm. a perfectionist and they're scared of failure. And so that's why I was binging all the content. And I'm sure your reasons were totally different from that. Yeah. In my main theme, I literally would say this. It's like success leaves clues. So I'm just going to imitate other people's success. And it's, yes, there's truth to learn from people. And this is where it is careful. Because I'm like, as a type one and a type three having this conversation, we, along with type fives, would be the three types I would encourage 
to like be so careful with how much we're consuming. But there's other types that need to learn more and do more research so that they're making more educated decisions, just being honest where they're not learning. But for us, yeah, it can really be this dangerous thing. And it was totally me just wanting to imitate people's success so I could be successful. And it made me feel like I couldn't do it on my own. It was like, I have to listen and imitate what other people are doing and not copying their work, but just, okay, if they say to be on these 20 platforms, I'm going to be on these 20 platforms. (laughs) So what made you realize that you could not do that any longer, that it just wasn't working for you? Yeah. So there's a few things. Like I do feel like it was this slow process of one month. I would realize like, why am I doing this? And it was like this slow thing, but I am 35 weeks pregnant right now. And so when I found out I was pregnant, that was a pretty big wake up call of just, I could easily work 12 hours a day and actually enjoy it, but it wasn't healthy. And it just made me think about like, how am I going to have time for raising a child or doing other things? And I'm going to keep working, but some things are going to have to change. But slowly, Kramer and I were at a coffee shop one Saturday morning and he looked at me and he was like, I think you have FOMO. And I was like, what? Literally like type sevens have FOMO, type fours have FOMO. But I was like, I don't think I do. And I was like, hold on though. I want to take this feedback and like, listen, But I, when I thought of it, I thought of just scrolling social media and being like, oh, I'm missing out. Like they're hanging out. And he was like, no, I think you have FOMO in your business. You look at a course, a product, a coaching service someone comes out with, and you feel like that's the thing that you have to do. And you feel like you have to start doing that. And what if that's not the path for you? And that was super eye-opening for me and like really humbling. I was like, that is so true. That is a hundred percent how I feel. And so when he made that comment, it caused me to go to my business and make this huge list of everything I do in my business and also the people I have on my team and all the tasks they do. And just started asking myself the question, like, why am I doing this? Did I start doing this? Because Callie felt like this was the right thing? Or was this just because I heard a podcast or read a book and someone said it was a good idea and I just chose to do it and there wasn't really much strategy or logic behind it. So that was a huge turning point for me is like the pregnancy, but also Kramer calling me out on that and just being like, okay, some things need to change. So when you made this list, how did you decide what to move forward with and what to uh, simplify, what to cut back on, what to prune essentially? Yeah, really good question. So I've really been trying to lean into my gut and I started to use it in this season of, okay, I'm just going to listen to this. So I would read through the list task by task and just take a deep breath in. This sounds like so basic, but it truly helped me take a deep breath in. And if it like made me expand and feel excited, like podcasting, I seriously love my podcast. It's one of my favorite things I do. That makes me feel open and excited. And I was like, I'm 100% still doing my podcast, but I did that about blogging. And I just felt like this, like tight in my chest, like kind of this dreadful feeling. And I've been blogging for like over two years. And I like looked at the stats and I was like, you know what? I actually am not getting the results I want from my blog and I don't want to do this anymore. And so I literally just started crossing things off the list based off of how my gut was responding initially. And it didn't mean I was going to take everything out right away, but I was all the things that made me feel like tight and closed towards those were the things I was going to look into of, can I stop doing this? Why should I stop doing it? And starting to create a game plan of how to transition out of it. And do you have recommendations for the different triads on how they can do this and really check in with their business or... Totally. Yeah. I think honestly for every type, it is so important that we learn how to listen to our gut and intuition. Like 
whether you're in the gut triad or not, I think that is one of the biggest things. And then asking yourself, the second thing would be, I'm just going to give this for all nine types because I'm like, we all need to lean into the head, heart and gut more. So listening to your intuition, like literally taking a deep breath, listening to that gut reaction. And remember, the more you listen to your gut, the more you're like exercising that muscle, it truly becomes stronger and more in tune with it. And so if you haven't done that, it's going to take a little bit of time to build that muscle. So listen to your gut. Second thing would be to write out a logical play and look at the numbers. As business owners, we need to be good stewards financially. And if you're not profiting, you you don't really have a business, you have a hobby. And the goal is that you're making more and more income. And so I really think that using your head in that sense of, okay, is this a good decision for my business? Is this actually going to be increasing profits? Is this going to be hindering or long-term? Like you might be taking a financial hit for a short season, but you see the vision. But if I'm persistent, I can see that this path is actually going to be more profitable in the end. So that's a way to ask yourself a question to tap into your head. And then for us to all lean into our hearts more is to ask, is this actually serving or helping my audience? Are they asking for this? Is this something that's going to improve their life? If I would have asked myself that question so much more, I think I would have prevented a lot of just like sporadic things I created. Because I was like, oh, I think this will help people, but it's ask them. What does your audience (laughs) want? What are they looking for? And truly understand if this is serving them. So those would be my, my three tips. It's amazing how just asking them can be so helpful. Totally. <laughs> so much information. So basic. <laughs> so this is a great way to, to prune where you are now in your business. But what do you do long-term as you continue to make decisions about what you're doing and what should stay and what should go? So I think like continually checking in with ourselves is massive. I, and I think everyone's different. Some people love planning for a year, six months, two months. You'll hear hear some business owners. It's like week by week. What I think is important though, as business owners is that we're constantly planning and knowing where we're going. So you're not accidentally going to become the person you want to be. You're not accidentally going to create an amazing, strong business. Like it really takes intentionality. And so when we look at what brings intentions, it's having a vision, having a goal, a plan. And so sometimes I think we can get really mechanical. And again, based on our Enneagram types, like some people setting a vision six months or even five years out stresses the crap out of them. But for me, I'm like, oh, I can talk vision all day for five years out. That's really fun for me. And so lean into that. Like the point is that you're being intentional and you have a plan. So make sure you're creating one, but definitely lean into your gifts and your time orientation of if you're super futuristic. So personally for me, I love just vision, visioning and thinking about where I want to be in five years. And then I break that down to a year. And I know that my vision changes all the time. Like what I planned a year ago has changed so much even within this year. And that doesn't overwhelm me because I know things are supposed to change. But what it does is it helps me think bigger and beyond the moment that I'm currently living in or the season that my business is in. And so I think it's really important to check in with ourselves. I do this weekly. I have this very strategic process I do with my business to check in to make sure I am listening to my gut. I am listening to my heart and I'm looking at the numbers and understanding like what is actually happening in my business in the direction I'm going. 
because it's so easy to just go with the flow and start sleepwalking through life or through our businesses. And that's what we want to avoid. So I do recommend people checking in with themselves like weekly. And I can break that down if you want me to talk more specifically of like what that looks like. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So I ask myself, I I love like, I just think the power of writing is incredible for everyone. So I like have a huge whiteboard in my office. I have my digital Google calendar. And then I also get like a piece of paper or a notebook or something to write. And I will just like brain dump. What am I loving in my business right now? What is making me feel stressed? What's making me feel overwhelmed? And I do this every week, just quick questions. And it doesn't have to take super long, but just jotting things down where it's like, this client has been really hard. I've been working with them for two months and I just feel so drained every time I talk with them. And that's the reality of it. And then problem solving, like, why does it feel that way? Could I have done something different? Do I need to stop one-on-one coaching or is it just this one person? And I just start like asking myself questions as if like a business coach were in the room asking me questions. That's how I try to think of it is getting to answers within myself. Then after I do that, I just write down all the things that I feel like I need to get done. And as I'm doing that, I will put that into my schedule and schedule my week. But as I'm putting that into my schedule, I'm also auditing myself saying, did I choose to put this in my schedule or am I doing this because I felt obligated again by some podcast or book or something I listened to. And it's allowing me to see the things I'm writing down to see the things I'm like putting into my time because if it's not in my schedule, it's not going to happen. So it's really important to me that I'm scheduling my life and mind. And then the next thing I do is I'm just asking myself like, what went good last week? What didn't go well? And I'm just constantly checking in and asking myself, what's what can I change? What are my new goals this week and my intentions? So I'll set three goals for every single week, just which for me as a three felt like too little at first. That was like a challenge to myself <laughs> at the beginning of this year where it's you're only setting three big goals for the week and you have to accomplish them and you're staying focused on that. Cause I would get so caught up in no, but I want to accomplish 20 things, but that wasn't really serving my business well. And so yeah, I set three really intentional strategic goals that are contributing to like my more longer term goals. And it just helps me stay focused and knowing like what to focus on. Amanda, you probably get this too. It's we're never short of ideas as business owners. (laughs) There's so many things I could create or implement. And the goal is being able to say no for me and being able to stay focused on the right things. And so that's how it helps me to stay focused. Wow. That's so good and so informative. I feel like I need to go back and listen to all of that again. (laughs) But yeah, I definitely, I feel the same way. And I have to keep, I have two whiteboards in my office because I have one that is always in use and being written on. And then I have another that I literally just write out like my four, four or less business goals for the whole year so that I can always keep them center focused because it is so easy to get caught up in a rabbit hole and go all the way down this other thing that isn't really helping the business, but it's just shiny object syndrome. Totally. Yeah. That is so awesome. I love that you have two in your office. That's great. Just a little type A perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any final advice for the different types and the different triads on what they can do to really lean into their strengths while they're running their business? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is like really choosing to educate yourself about the Enneagram. Go on this journey and it doesn't have to be this, go read five books right now, but just start learning. And then as you learn about yourself, observe yourself. 
So I mentioned early in my career path of being an entrepreneur, it was so easy for me to work honestly 12 plus hours a day and even seven days a week because that was my default and I enjoyed it and it was fun. And I didn't realize how unhealthy that was for me until I started learning about my unhealthy traits. And it scared me. Even as I learned that was an unhealthy pattern, I was scared to like stop doing that because it's what I knew. But until I started leaning into the growth and taking action where I was like, okay, I'm going to put up these specific hours and boundaries for myself. So I stop work at these times. I started experiencing so many benefits and not every Enneagram type needs to have specific hours like I do, but I knew that was a way to help me stop working so much. And so The goal is just that you're educating yourself on your type and what is healthy and unhealthy for you and really asking yourself, how does this apply to my business? How do I lead people better, the better I become? And when you focus on that, you're going to grow so much in it. And I mentioned like listening to podcasts at the beginning or reading books. My membership program is an incredible place where I educate you about your type and help you figure out like, are you leaning into the healthy parts or unhealthy parts? So that's the deep work you have to do. But I would encourage people just to start educating themselves about their type and your eyes are just going to be enlightened to how that applies to your business. All right, guys, that is your action step for this week is to go listen to Callie's podcast and start figuring out what type you are and just learning about it. Callie, I like to end every episode with a book recommendation. So is there one book that you would recommend to everyone that they should go read? Yeah. I mentioned Ian Cron at the beginning. He has a book called The Road Back to You and it's incredible. It goes through the Enneagram. He's great at storytelling and I, I adore that book so much. So that would be my recommendation. Awesome. Callie, this has been such a great episode. One of my favorite ever. I just, I love talking about the Enneagram and I probably know more than I really should. And it's just so fun to get to talk to an expert about all of it and to really dig into the different triads and the types and how we can use what our type is and what our triad is to dig into our businesses and support our business as well based on our own unique skills. So I just really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I absolutely love this conversation too. And you asked incredible questions. So I hope this benefits people and I hope everyone goes and figures out their type now. Thanks, dear. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.